Welcome to Centering, the podcast on Asian American Christianity, a conversation centering Christ and Asian American perspectives, featuring Daniel Lee, theology and ministry professor at Fuller Seminary. Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Centering, the podcast on Asian American Christianity. I'm your host, Kevin Doy, and in this inaugural season, we're asking the big questions. Questions about Asian American identity, about the Asian American church. And today, I'm excited to explore with Daniel Lee, professor of theology here at Fuller Seminary, just a really fundamental uh, question that I think a lot of us can resonate with. And the question is simply, how do we fix the Asian American church? So Daniel, why are we even asking this question in the first place? I think there's a presumption here in this question that something's wrong. I know uh, as a pastor that this is a very real topic of conversation in our churches and wherever we go. So let me just ask you, what do you think is wrong? Or, or at least what are you hearing? What are you observing? What are you seeing? as you interact with students and different people in your line of work? Uh, with this topic, like other, other topics as well, we're, we're following the pain. There's something that, that's hurting. There, there's a serious pain going on in here, right? And we feel pain. I think we can categorize some of the uh, stories that people tell uh, it, it kind of roughly in three categories. There's kind of a social, political way of thinking about it. And what I mean like, is within the church, right? There's po- church politics, there's relationships, and you feel like that's toxic. They've experienced serious pain with that. Mm-hmm or not being accepted, women not being accepted, being LGBTQ not accepted, whatever, right? So there's all kind of issues with community dimensions of it, right? backbiting or whatever. There's another way of thinking about it, this kind of cultural, theological way of thinking about it, in the sense that sometimes we feel like, you know, Asian American churches in all their wide manifestations are just literally just cultural centers. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, as long as it doesn't de- devolve down to that. But it's like, do I get the gospel here? Or like, you know, if I don't, if I don't bow correctly, am I a bad Christian? Which is a weird thing, but it's a true thing sometimes. You're like, oh my gosh, you're not being with respect to elders, like you're a bad Christian. I'm like, well, mm. is it an Asian thing or like is it a Christian thing? Or does it even matter here at this church, right? Mm. So people feel frustrated, like I don't get the gospel. Uh, I think another way of thinking about it is that they're just the overall contextual situation, just where the churches are in America. I mean, we really could call this episode, how do you fix the American church, right? Just church in America. Every single church is there going to their own thing. I think as Asian Americans, we experience in a particular way. So we can kind of think about this in terms of, are there Asian American problems, versions of the same thing? Or Asian, Asian American versions of the same kind of problem that other churches are dealing with? Or are there particular Asian American problems that other churches are, aren't really experiencing that way? So and we see both. They're both Mm. issues. I think we want to take people's pain seriously. I think people often are frustrated with their places of worship, uh, belonging to the church. And I imagine that a lot of our listeners, whether they're pastors and leaders or lay people, can resonate with the question that we're asking today. But I also know that we could probably come up with a, a huge list of what's wrong with our churches and what needs to change. And so how do we keep from just descending into this dark hole of disdain and criticism for the Asian American church. I think we want to be helpful here. And yet there's this very real temptation, I think, to pathologize the Asian American church, to internalize kind of a self-hatred towards the Asian American church. And I I don't think we want to go there, but uh, can you speak to that a little bit? 
Well, let's let's just talk. Let's just talk about it a little bit. Uh, so what we're talking about is the fact that, I mean, there there are people who just grow up who internalize so much racism that they think everything Asian is bad. Right? Everything Asian American is bad. So uh, that can be projected to your parents. That can be projected to your family. That can be projected to anything Asian, like even who you want to marry, who you want to date. And obviously, that can be projected to your church as well. Uh, and here, we're not talking about the fact that Asian American churches don't have their real problems. They do. I mean, our parents have real problems. But sometimes we can be literally racist toward our parents. Like, we don't want these Ching Chong parents, basically, right? And that's really painful, but we might not be able to really see the fact that that's how we're thinking about them. So we want to be careful of that, I think. It's, it's really important. Uh, the other dimension is that there are some pastors, and, and not only pastors, some people will say there are no perfect churches. So the saying goes, if you find a perfect church, and you, you better not go because you're going to ruin it. It sounds nice, <laughs> you know, and it has a nice ring to it. Everybody should be t- totally committed to your churches and not doubt anything. The problem is, it's really faulty reasoning. Right here, this is what I mean. Every family is to some degree dysfunctional, but not every family is abusive, right? So there's such thing as abusive churches. Like you might be like, well, you know, to some degree, all marriages are rough, but you know, not all marriages do your does one spouse beat the other spouse. So there's actually this wide spectrum. And there's a pretty wide spectrum of even what we consider to be pretty toxic as well. So those things are real. We can't just say, oh, they're all dysfunctional, so it's okay. We just have to keep on trying. No, there are some problems that are deep and you have to identify them. And some churches you have to leave from because they're they're literally going to kill you, right? Mm. So we want to be able to recognize that. Or mm. at least some churches that are actually pretty dysfunctional enough that you probably don't want to continue these practices. There's actually something you can do to do better. Yeah. So you're saying there's a there's a range of functionality or dysfunctionality in all our churches, and we need to be able to discern the level of our of our problems. So given that there's a different levels of functionality and dysfunctionality in our churches, I think a lot of the work of ministry is often identifying what the problems are and coming up with solutions or ways to address the different things that we experience and see in the church. What are some typical ways that churches kind of go about reacting to the problems that are in their communities, ways they come up with solutions? What are some of the typical ways that you see, particularly the Asian American church, going about this? Uh, One way of thinking about it, so let's say the first approach might be, let's pray harder. Let's try harder. What I would call a kind of a revival approach. We need more prayer, more commitment. We need more... uh, uh, intercession from God. There's nothing wrong with this fundamentally. The analogy that I would make is this. So you're running a race and you're saying, let's run harder. Mm-hmm. Let's be more committed. The only problem is, what if you're running wrong? What if you're running the wrong direction? Yeah. Maybe we need to slow down to figure out what are we doing, right? So mm-hmm. I think given all the fact that we need to do that, that becomes kind of a problem if that's the only approach that we have. Right? We need to pray more. We should fast. Absolutely, yes. But once again, talking about a marathon, there are certain ways of running a marathon that you will literally be crippled. After you run the marathon, you will not be able to run anymore. Now, that's possible. And that does happen to people, right? They lose their faith. So you have to think about this thing and saying, that's, I think, a positive way of thinking about it. But theologically speaking, that can be really problematic. Yeah. Just trying harder. What are some other ways that we tend to go about 
trying to fix things in our churches? Yeah, in Asian American context, I think people, not as much, but there was a whole period when people were obsessing about ministry models. Oh, the church within church model, church under church model, like how do we find the right model? You know, the English ministry, especially with that kind of church, right? You know, we need more autonomy. I mean, I think those are, once again, important questions. It's just that it's, it's still superficial. Why? Because there are a number of big churches that I know that uh, they have continually said our biggest problem was the first generation. Like they were driving us crazy. So we had to leave. The problem is not we need to say go away just because you don't have them in the church anymore. There's something deeper that's happening. You can't just take yourself and go to a different situation and say we're going to be okay. The model itself isn't the issue. There's something that's deeper that's happening. And the model might be contributing to that, mm-hmm. but it, that's not the core of the issue itself. Why? Because even with a different kind of model, similar things seem to be happening in different kind of contexts all throughout the models. Mm-hmm. right? So that's, once again, uh, not deep enough. Even though models are important, obsessing over that is not going to solve our problems. Yeah, I, I know just in life, right, if we don't diagnose what the issues are, whatever solutions we apply are not going to work. I kind of re- I react to this, this word fix, and I know we posited the question, how do we fix the Asian American church? And it kind of presumes that there are answers or there's golden tickets out there. And so if we could just find the golden ticket, uh, we'll be fine. And yet we live in this time where there's just massive change culturally in our churches and Christianity, really globally. And I think one of the things that many of us realize is that there aren't experts anymore. There are people who are helpful, obviously. Uh, People have good things to contribute. But there's so much more, I think, experimenting, learning as you go. And so what what are we talking about? What what, What are you suggesting needs to happen as we think about our churches and as we diagnose and as we try to find more faithful ways to address the issues that we actually see? Well, no, I mean, I'm going to give you three three points to fix all our churches. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, it would be great if we, if we can maybe do something like that, but that doesn't exist. Uh, once again, like, uh, if you kind of continue on that way of thinking, right? And so there are continual ways of thinking about fixes. And if we can take a third model, a third way of kind of approaching this problem of fixing, it would be like, well, this option really shouldn't be an option, but there's some people who say, well, I'm going to leave. I'm done with the Asian American church. It's so corrupted, you know, with culture or whatever, I'm going to leave. We're not saying all Asian Americans should go to Asian American churches. We're not saying that. I mean, you don't know what the situation is, where people are. Sometimes they just, that's where they are too, right? So I, I don't think that we want to say this is a bad thing. What you have to realize is that if you go to a, a non-Asian American church as an Asian American, you take yourself with you. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do with all that, right? You're going to do with all the experiences and everything else. And sometimes it might be a healing experience, but other times those issues just sit there. It just doesn't get addressed, right? And I mean, I will tell you, we can do a whole episode uh, on fixing the white church or fixing the black church. I mean, you can do the same thing because they have their own set of problems, right? So because we're Asian American, we're going to talk about fixing the Asian American church, right? So I think that's superficial way of thinking about it, the fact that we're going to run away to something and it'll be fixed. It's, how do we avoid that kind of superficial way of thinking about it? And, and yet, there, we're, we want to offer something here, right, today. And so, what is often overlooked in the ways that we go about fixing or addressing the problems that we see in our churches? So, I, I guess you've mentioned several ways that we tend to go about them. You've said that they're superficial uh, in the end, they don't really 
uh, go deep enough. They're not nuanced enough to address Asian American context. So what what needs to happen? What are we missing? Yeah, we should all become multi-ethnic. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, there'll be okay. uh, that's going to be a later episode, I think. Right? Why I don't believe in Asian multi-ethnic churches, and I'll unpack that a little later <laughs> sometime. Right? Quite provocative, but there's a reason why I don't necessarily believe in multi-ethnic churches as a solution for everything. That's a, that's another superficial fix, by the way. <laughs> it's loaded, but we'll leave it for a different episode. Uh, the issue has to be do with how do we get to the core issue? How do we get, get to the core issue of what the church is and what we're trying to do and what the gospel is? And once again, who God is. So that, that leads us to a theological way of thinking about it. So the first solution was like, let's run harder, right? And the other people were like, oh, change the shoes, right? Or enter a different race. And I'm saying, oh, you just run wrong. You have to look at how you run and you have to look at what direction you're going. Let's think about this, slow down, right? In the Middle Ages, what I've gathered from studying Martin Luther, there's so many people trying to fix the church. Church was seriously, seriously in trouble. Uh, and there are a lot of people who actually wanted revival. They were, wanted, they were trying harder. There was actually more commitment, right? There were all these kind of mendicant orders. There were kind of these monk orders that would travel around, right? So many forms of revival. But one of the insights of Martin Luther is to say, wait a minute, do we really understand who God is, what kind of a God we have. So it was a theological solution, right? Theological approach, at least. I, I don't want to call it a solution. It's a theological approach in saying, what are we doing? Who is God? At, at the bottom of everything, the question comes down to who is God? What kind of a God do we have? And that's actually more difficult than we realize because we can assume these things. Of course, God is good, but what does that mean, right? And what does it mean that God's founded the church? What is the church supposed to function as? What are we proclaiming every day in the church? That's really where the core issue is. Now, when we say theological, I think a simple problem might be like, let's just kind of, once again, study all this rich history of theological resources, and then that's what we need. Asian American church is theologically uh, you know, starving, so we have to learn this great riches uh, of the, you know, the Western tradition or whatever. And there's a problem with that. Mm. So, Danny, what I'm hearing is that when we borrow or study someone like Luther, at least in the West, we have had a way of kind of universalizing what Luther and other theologians have offered. So, how do we, how do we think about what Luther did in his time as a way of maybe going about how we would think about the problems in our own churches. Yeah, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about Luther because there's something about what he did. Let me, what he did was, what was phenomenal about what he did was the fact that he was able to change people's perceptions of what Christianity was, what the gospel was, in a fundamental way. That's amazing. But how did he do that? And I spent some time thinking about it. He had a multi-pronged approach, right? <laughs> One approach was he wrote theoretical works. He knew that these problems actually had deep theoretical, theological issues, right? He wrote Bondage of the Will, which is, he thought was, you know, his most famous work. He did that because he knew there were theological issues that had to be, you know, addressed. But he also wrote, like, prayer for, for his barber, right? So he knew that these things couldn't stay at that level. He had to figure out how to talk about them in an everyday, you know, uh, on the ground kind of a way. But he did two other things. He trained pastors. Of course, he himself preached, but he also trained pastors because he knew that leaders have to be raised up. You couldn't, he, it couldn't just be him 
of course, like the printing press and everything else, so he, everything was going out there too. And then finally, he basically changed, uh, he did liturgical reform. I think how we would think about it is he changed how people understood service and spirituality. All those things have to be there to kind of transform and address the deep, deep problems that we have. And I think this is the key. When we, when we study somebody like Luther or, 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 or you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer or whoever, what we need to do is study them to a degree that we have internalized their, their lessons so we can apply what they're doing and so that inform how we think about where we are. Mm. We can't just kind of take what they do and just stick it in our context. That does not work. And this is something that I hear pretty common, but I think is really, really, really problematic. People say, oh, Asian American church is 20 years behind the white church. That's really faulty because we're not behind. We're a different context, mm. right? So it's not like, it's almost like what some of the Asian American churches are doing is following 20 years behind and just repeating the mistakes, right? Because they're continually, nothing's working, right? Because they're taking things that are developed for a different context and then sticking in their context. And of course, it's not going to work. I see this commonly in a lot of seminary students as well. They say, oh, you know, uh, my ghetto immigrant church has nothing, but I'm so excited about all the great stuff I learned because all this white theology. And I'm like, well, you know, well, when they get mature a little bit, five years later after they graduate, or maybe 10 years after, they realize it wasn't so much the fact that they were great. I mean, they are great. It's just they're not for my context. Mm. I think this, this is one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. We have this whole resource site, centered and everything else, because we're saying uh, we don't think we have the solution, but we think we're pointing to a solution. We think the solution comes from the kind of things we're doing right now. Thinking about these issues theologically and understanding the context well, we need to understand and take a, take a grasp of what the context is. That's why we developed this thing called the Asian American Quadrilateral, because we can't talk about that vaguely. What is the context and what does the gospel look like in this particular context? And we have to be able to see it. We have to bring it in front of us because there's somewhere stuck behind this. That's the kind of work that we need. I think that's, that's the hope. Um, you mentioned this thing about there's no one quick fix. I think I think of it this way. Even though there's no one quick fix, you can know the nature of the problem, that it's kind of like continually navigating. I kind of think of it as like um, sailing or something like that, right? You know generally what direction you're supposed to go. But it's not like you can just stop and be like, I'm done with it. Why? Because there's storms and there are currents that happen. So you, have, you might have to go around the storm and you're like, we're going the wrong direction. I'm like, no, no, no. It looks like I'm moving the wrong direction, but this is how you navigate through what's happening in life. That's what the Asian American church has to do. It has to be able to have that much maturity to be able to think theological for itself. That's really helpful. What I'm hearing you saying is that we have paid so much attention to the answers that Luther gave rather than the way he went about his theologizing. So we, in our own context, need to pay attention to what's really going on, to bring people, leaders that we can entrust and have conversation about these things with. And we need to be open to reworking our spirituality in, in different ways to address the unique issues in our own context. That's really kind of the nature of, of what we're talking about, and to be nimble and open to how those things change over time. So as we wrap up again, listeners, thank you for, for joining us on Centering. Uh, we hope you join us next time. We're going to be exploring parents and children and the role of family and family life um, in our churches, theology. 
And Daniel, I just want to invite you again to give a final word to our listeners, to people who I think love their churches, but also see many of the uh, challenges that they face, maybe in some of the pain and hurt that they've experienced. What might you say to them? I think I would say uh, God loves church. That's the first word. But God loves us so much that he's not going to hold back critique and, and discipline. I think how do we love the church in such a way so that we can really ask hard questions and wrestle with these things and not ignore the fact that there might be some serious problems in our churches. Mm. So that's, that's the word. We're creating a community here at Centering, so we invite you to join the conversation by sending us your comments and questions at centeringpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website at centered.today for a list of shows and other resources. This episode of Centering the Podcast on Asian American Christianity is produced by Jason Chu. Editing is by Carl Cathedral with music by Mark Redito. I'm your host, Kevin Doy. Above all else, we want to remind you that God embraces all of who you are. <laughs>